You've probably heard these words at some point or another. You are called to join God in His work. He wants you to partner with Him in His mission. You are invited to be involved in what He's doing all around you. But what are the indicators that He's actually at work around you? What are you to be watching for? And how can you recognize God's work and jump in on what He's doing? That's coming up next on the Living Scent Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Scent Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wester. And if it is your very first time checking out this podcast, I'll release a new episode on the first Wednesday of each month with the purpose of helping you live like an everyday missionary within your household, neighborhood, workplace, and city. You know, as a Christ follower, I believe that Jesus has called you to so much more than sitting in church pews, singing songs, and listening to sermons. You have been called, really, to live sent, starting right where you are, to engage your culture and your local context with the good news. You know, right as we start, I want to encourage you to get the show notes from today's episode. Not only are you going to receive an outline from the episode, you're also going to get additional content that you can use at your church. Perhaps you lead a small group there. You can use it in your home. You know, maybe you'd like to use it with your family to lead a discussion, and you can even use it in your workplace. There are some of you who have contacted me and said, man, I've mentioned the live sent habits and the ideas from this podcast with my coworkers, with my employees. I'd like to expand on some of that. These show notes can help you do all of that and more. So to get them, head over to my website. It's justinwester.com, J-U-S-T-I-N-W-E-S-T-E-R.com. Navigate to the podcast tab, and you can download them right there for free. And a special request to our longtime listeners. You know, if you believe that this content would be valuable to others, it would mean the world to me if you would rate and review this podcast. Now, why would you do that? Two reasons. For one, by rating and reviewing, you are directly helping to get this podcast into the hands or ears, I guess I should say, of new listeners by expanding its reach online. And you know, you think about it, how amazing would it be to find out one day that because you took just a few minutes out of your day to write a quick quick review, somebody else discovered the podcast and benefited from it because God used it to change their life. You never know what could happen. That would be amazing. And here's the second reason. When you rate and review the podcast, you are directly encouraging me. And let me just tell you up front, man, your words go a long, long way. So a big thank you in advance to those who do that today. So today we're talking about how to recognize God's work around you. And the reason why this topic is so important for today is because all throughout the scriptures, even from the very beginning, God is seen involving his people in his work. He actually invites them to be a part of what he's doing in the world. And he actually works through people to accomplish his purposes and his plans. And I have to believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you would like to respond to that invitation. 
That is, you would want to be a part of what he's doing. You would like to jump in. You would like to work with him. You know, if God's at work in your children's lives, you want to be a part of that. If he's at work in your friend's life, you would want to be able to recognize that and contribute to what he's doing. If God is doing something in your neighborhood or in your workplace or in your family, you want to take note of that and respond in a way that continues to point people toward Jesus. You know, in John chapter 5, Jesus said these words. He said, my father is always working and so am I. And in verse 19, he says, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing. Jesus shares that he never did anything of his own initiative. He was always taking cues from his father in heaven. Now, just let that sink in for a moment. You know, how would your life be different if that was your approach every single day? You waited and you watched for God to work. And then once you noticed it, you jumped in. I'd imagine that you would experience more peace and less anxiety. You would experience more clarity and less confusion. You would experience more effectiveness and less frustration when living sent. You know, when Jesus saw the Father at work in a person's life, he contributed to it, and he altered his plans and his life around that work. So what do we know? God the Father is still at work today. He's still changing lives, and he is still inviting his people to be a part of all of that. So how can you recognize God's work around you today? What can you begin watching for today? Here's the first thing. Number one, look for spiritual cues. Look for spiritual cues. You know, anytime a person makes a move toward the things of God, you should interpret that as a spiritual cue that God is already at work in their life. In John 16, Jesus is explaining the role that the Holy Spirit will play in pointing people to God. And he says this, and when he comes, that is the Holy Spirit, He will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. In other words, it's the Holy Spirit who ultimately speaks to the depths of a person's heart. And it's the Holy Spirit who really exposes how one's rebellion offends a holy God. And once he does this, what often happens? You know, a person may feel remorse or regret over their past behavior. Maybe a close friend says to you, wow, you know, I've just been thinking about how I treated that person, what I said to them, what I did to them, and man, I was just so wrong. Or maybe the person begins to rethink what they thought they knew about who Jesus is, about the Bible, about life after death, about the church, and they just begin asking a series of questions. Or maybe they just start reading their Bible out of the blue. Or perhaps you know of a person who's recently sought out help for maybe their mental health 
Or maybe they've struggled with addictive behaviors in the past and they want to be free from those things. All of those things can be spiritual cues that actually alert you to the fact that God is doing something in their life. Jesus teaches in John chapter 6 that whenever people make even the slightest move toward God, it's not them doing it of their own accord. It's actually the Father who is drawing them. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 6, verse 44. He says, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I'll raise them up. So be on the lookout for those spiritual cues, those, those little baby steps of interest, those, those questions or comments that indicate that something is taking place at the heart level within a person. And be ready to listen well for an opportunity to speak the truths of the gospel into their life. That's the first way. Look for spiritual cues. Here's the second. Locate persons of peace. Locate persons of peace. The idea of persons of peace comes from Luke chapter 10, and I'd encourage you to read it on your own, but let me just quickly summarize what's happening here. Jesus sends out his 72 disciples in pairs into the towns that he planned to visit, and he tells them to begin to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. He instructed his disciples to begin to look for what he called persons of peace. And when the disciples entered those towns and those villages, they could identify persons of peace by the following criteria. Number one, they would be welcomed by them. Number two, those persons of peace would support them. Number three, those persons of peace would also listen to them. Here's what Mike Breen has to say about this strategy. He says this, very simply, a person of peace is one who is prepared to hear the message of the kingdom and the king. He's ready to receive what God will give you to say at that moment. This should be our prayer as we venture forth into each day. Lord, bring into my path today a person of peace and give me grace to speak your words to this person. One who is not a person of peace will not receive what you have to say. We're not to belabor the issue. Jesus says, shake the dust off your feet and just move on. No amount of coercion on our part can make someone become a person of peace. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. He alone can prepare a hearer to receive the gospel. So let me ask you this. Who in your network of relationships would you identify as a person of peace? Remember, this person does not yet follow Jesus, but maybe they're receptive towards you and the things of God, and perhaps they've even connected you with other people and other opportunities. Let me give you an example of how I experienced this a few years back. Our local church decided to stop doing an Easter egg hunt. It was something we have done every single year. And instead, we decided to jump into our community's spring event that was happening close by our campus. So we reached out to the event coordinator. We asked if we could join the event, 
by just simply adding value to what they were already doing. We said we'd bring a fun attraction and we would serve alongside everybody else. And to our surprise, the event coordinator said yes. We had a meeting with her and it was great. Not only did we get to participate in the event, we were actually introduced to multiple families, multiple local business owners who we otherwise would have never met had we hosted our own event on our own campus. And since that time, she's helped promote what our church is doing through social media, and she's also since worshiped with us online and pushed multiple families into our spheres of influence. God is already at work in the life of the person of peace. So begin to intentionally live sent among them and simply watch what God does. That's the second thing. Locate the persons of peace in your community. And finally, here is number three. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I know this may sound a little vague as compared to the previous points, but I really don't think I can overestimate the importance of this final point when it comes to recognizing how God is at work in someone's life. So let me, let me give you an example from the book of Acts to help explain what I mean. In Acts chapter 8, a man named Philip is sharing about Jesus in a region called Samaria. And the region was on the west side of the Jordan River, and it was roughly kind of the middle point between the Sea of Galilee to the north and the Dead Sea to the south. And things were going great. Uh, The Lord was using Philip in some amazing ways. Uh, A lot of the people from that region were interested in what he was saying about Jesus and about the good news of the kingdom of God. Philip is said to be performing signs and miracles. People are getting healed and they're believing in Jesus. And then in verse 8, it says this. It says, there was much joy in that city. And then a few verses later, God speaks to Philip and he tells him, Philip, I want you to go south. I want you to go toward the upper Nile region in Africa. And then listen to this statement at the end of verse 26. It says, and this is a desert place. I mean, come on. If you were in Philip's shoes, wouldn't you have some questions for God? And even with the thousands of questions, though, swirling around in his head, Philip still obeys. And on his journey... He's going south. He sees a fellow traveler and the Holy Spirit speaks to him again. And he simply says this. He says, go over and join his chariot. Philip listens and he responds to the Holy Spirit again. He obeys and then he meets an Ethiopian man who has questions about the scriptures and about what he's reading. Philip shares Christ with him. The man believes And he's finally baptized. And as you're reading the story, you say, oh, now it makes sense. And I share all that to say this, is that sometimes the Spirit will ask you to obey before he reveals the live sent opportunity. He's got something planned that he'd like you to partner with him in, but you must first obey his prompting. God wants you to watch for what he's doing all around. And when you look for those spiritual cues in others, when you locate persons of peace and you listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, 
you will have a front row seat to the variety of ways that Jesus is still touching and changing lives today. This is what Living Scent is all about, and it's what you were created for. So remember, you don't have to live scent, you get to. We'll see you next time.